from Monday to Friday, I normally in the city because mm -hmm. I live in San Sebastian. Yes. So during the week, I really do uh, road and flat seasons, interval seasons, short ones, two times a week, I do intervals, one more shorter, like one kilometer intervals or four minutes, something like this, or maybe interval seasons in uphill, but in the roads for mm -hmm. going fast, I like going fast. So I don't like to do the intervals uphill sessions in the Mondays because you can't go as fast as you can in yeah. an uphill in the road. And then I do like, yes, uh, more longer, like four times two kilometers, four times three kilometers, more uh, marathon road preparation, yeah. we can see, but in flat also. Yeah. And this I do always like, Tuesday and Thursday or something like this. And on, then in the Saturday and Sunday, I try every Saturday and Sunday go to the Hegama to know the race. Hi, trail runner friends. How are you guys doing? How is everyone doing? I hope your training is going well. And welcome back here with Running Long, the podcast brought to you by Bert Run. My name is Francesco. And today I'm joined by Sierra Alonso, a Spanish runner for Team Salomon. Sierra is uh, really, really young. She's just 22, I think, or 23. Three. 23. <laughs> but uh, She's already a very experienced runner in our circuit. She has just crushed a great classic of our sport, Zagama. We'll get into that here in a second. Um, I actually got to know her last year. We were traveling together for some races, and then she was here in Italy to do some uphill races and some classic mountain running races that uh, are very popular here. So I got a chance to, to know her. She's a, she very, she's a very good person, a great athlete. And uh, today we have the chance to sit down and chat with her and uh, get to know her a little better, ask her a question about training, about Zagawa, her plans for the season. And uh, also, I think it's going to be interesting to understand how she sees the sport and uh, the different developments. Uh, as uh, I try to ask to all our guests on the podcast, Please welcome Sarah Alonso. Hello, thank you too much. <laughs> you are a good personal show <laughs> and a great athlete. Glad to have you here. So, how are you feeling? You raced the Gamma. It was uh, about ten days ago, and then you also ran the Spanish National Championship of Mountain Running last weekend. So, how are you feeling after the two efforts? And I'm feeling really happy because I do a really good two races. So for the moment, I am still happy and I'm recovering well. I'm looking forward to Mont Blanc now in this moment. So yes, only happy and surprised about my performance in these two races. I don't think about them that I can do as well as I do. So I'm just really happy and every day people saying something and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't believe in this moment for the moment. That's great. So you just mentioned uh, the the recovery. Like uh, I th I think it's not easy to recover from a race like Zagama that is so long and tough. It's it was like a 
almost four and a half hours for you, which is a, a very impressive time, but still four and a half hours running on your legs with so much bird. Like, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, the gamma is 42 kilometers with 2,700 meters of elevation gain. So it's, it's pretty tough and, uh, and also really technical. How did you manage uh, the recovery after, after the gamma? Like, were you cross-training? Were you resting or were you just running? Um, in fact, after the race, I go party and I don't sleep nothing this night. <laughs> so when I wake up on Monday, I was totally destroyed after the party, after the race, after the two weeks that I was sleeping really bad every day, thinking about the race and don't sleeping well. So on Monday, I was totally like, like a ghost, don't do nothing, only being in the sofa and eating something and not, nothing else. And in Tuesday, I go for a half an hour running and I was thinking, oh, I am really well. Maybe I can push harder on Sunday. Like, oh, I'm good. And the, the week was like easy runnings, one hour, half an hour and nothing else. And in Saturday, I have to do a short distance races. So I was like, okay, we will see how I am. And I, before the race, people asking, you are recovering well? And I think, yes, I I am okay. I can. I think I can run fast. I don't know because I am a young or maybe because I have to push harder on Sunday, but I was really good. And I started the race taking the leader and I finished first. So I was like, oh, I'm surprised. So, and for example, on Sunday after a short race, my legs were totally destroyed. But after the gamma, that the pace is slower, my I was tired in my body, but the legs were better than in a short days. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And that is something that I have experienced as well. Probably the, the longer races are more demanding for, for the body, like for the metabolism, because you, you get really tired, but they have like a less impact on your legs, on your like your muscles, your joints and stuff. So the, the recovery is different it's not that one is more difficult than it's, it's not that one is easier than the other but it's just different like the problem with short races is the intensity the problem with long races is the mileage the kilometers the the, the volume the time that you spend uh, on your feet and uh, it's it's interesting to to note how you say that uh, like before the gamma you you weren't sleeping very well you you, you like did you feel rested going into the race or um, like uh, were you feeling a bit uh, overtrained or uh, just tired and you just wanted to get it done? How did you feel? The uh, two weeks before the gamma, they were crazy. I have too many interviews, too many photos. And in fact, I take it out my Instagram for some days because in the Instagram people like Sarah favorite, Sarah can win. And I was like, too much pressure and I was thinking that and I was in fact I was really nervous and really excited for the race because I really trained hard for this race it was one of my important goal of the season so I was with Karina Karina Carsolio the Mexican yeah. girl come to my home and I wake up maybe at six seven and she wake up at, at ten and she like Sarah you need to sleep and I say like I try, but I don't, I can't. And I, I normally don't sleep a lot. I am a person with seven hours, I'm okay. And she was sleeping like a lot of, 
and see like Sarah, you are an adult, you, you have to sleep. And I say, but yes, but I have to go. In fact, I was in the university, I have to go to university. I have interviews, I have pressure. And yes, I, oh, the day before of the race, I was speaking with Yen. And she was saying that I want to beat the gamma now. And I'm just, yes, for me, that because two weeks, like people, people, interviews. And I was thinking that, please start the race and I want to disconnect it. And yes, maybe I have to recover more, but I can't. I was really nervous the day before the race. I don't sleep, nothing. I was in my mm. bed. Like, I really sweat at the night I wake up and I take a shower because in the night I was like too much hot wow. and bueno nothing that's crazy yeah I you said a lot of interesting things like uh, part of part of it makes me think that you managed it really well because then in the race like you did great you you were really strong until the finish so obviously you were very well prepared but on the other hand, like uh, the pressure, the the things that uh, elite runners have to deal with before a race have a lot of influence on the performance. Like they can cause pressure, expectations, and you know, before a race, it's it's good to just take it easy and be as relaxed as possible. Instead, many times you have so many commitments, so many things to do and interviews and people asking you things and photo shootings. And you have to do, of course, your training. You have to think about all the logistics for the race, the refreshments and stuff. So it's actually more than we usually think. And for a lead runner, it's probably even more. So I don't know what the, the solution would be for, for this kind of problem. Maybe like our sport needs to be more professional in this way kind of like uh, for example in cycling i'm thinking that uh, you know there is uh, team managers there is uh, the media there is the staff uh, everyone that helps the athletes to just be focused on the race and uh, on the performance that is eventually what what really matters so it's it's a problem that you highlighted that uh, that is very interesting i think and uh, yes yeah i no sé. I was thinking that maybe I come really early because I went on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I was like a lot of days there. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that better going to my room because in the street <laughs> there is a lot of people knowing me and the other races, anybody know me. And I don't know what happened this year in Fegama that everybody was there. Yes, I had a photo. And I was thinking that, in fact, people asking me a photo like five minutes before the race. And I was Fucking, we take photo <laughs> after the race, but not now. Yeah, I am yeah. warming up, and I can't imagine being Killian. She yeah. was all the day in the room because, for me, yeah. that I am a person that I was like overcooked. I can't imagine. In fact, I like to do something to not only thinking in the race, like go to the shooting or meet with another athlete. Because if I am in the room, I like only thinking in the race yeah. so i like doing something different not only thinking in the race and recover and being in my room but maybe i in the next races i don't go like five days before because it was like only the gamma only people asking for the gamma and i say we can speak about another <laughs> thing that is not the gamma please yeah 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 i totally understand that this is probably because for you it was 
kind of the home race because uh, you live very close, right? In uh, San Sebastian, I think. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of people knew you. A lot of people were there to cheer for you, and uh, the race had a special meaning for you. But it's true, like for Kilian, I think I saw him outside of his room, uh, for or maybe like a, at lunch or a dinner, just just a few times because it was impossible for him to walk in the streets to to be at the start because people were just getting like asking him photos all the times and he, he couldn't even walk in the streets. Basically, it was uh, it was totally crazy. <laughs> yes. And uh, moving on to the race, how how did it sort of planned out for you? Like, how did you feel? How did you manage? Like, did you have any plans before the race? How did you manage the, the refreshments? Uh, I, I think Ninke was always in first place and Maud was always uh, in second, even if in the end you were really close. But uh, behind uh, Ninke and Maud, uh, like, did you have any... Any other girls that you ran with during the race? Um, the race, I know it really well because mm -hmm. I go there 10, 15 times before it. And sometimes, for example, I do half the race and the Santo Espiritu uh, in the race pace, looking the Strava of Roosevelt or Sheila Viles. So I know all the paces in, uh, in the kilometer seven, in the point, before Santo Espiritu. So I was looking the watch and I was feeling really good. And in the first part, in the kilometer five, I was before Maude and I was thinking that Maude was there mm -hmm. and she passed me and she was like, don't run in really well. And I was thinking maybe she dropped up today because from the tendon Achilles, I don't know. I know that she was a problem. Yeah, so she when said she passed she me problem. in the kilometer five, I was thinking maybe she don't finish, but I will do my race. And I was with until kilometer 10, 12 with the African girl or Kenyan girl. But then she disappeared and I was with Fabiola, the Italian girl, until mm -hmm. Santo Espiritu. And when I passed from Santo Espiritu, I looked the watch and I was like 10 minutes uh, under the time that I was expected to pass. So I think that was, fuck, I go really fast with the public, but I was feeling really well. Um, I think more than never because after the hierro I have now the and I was all the yeah. time putting water in everywhere in fact it wasn't super hot but I was in my mind thinking about the hierro and yeah. I was only drinking and taking gels more than never maybe I have to train this more because mm -hmm. I don't train in, uh, as much as then I take in the race I am performancing it in one year one year ago I don't take nothing so yes People maybe take 90, 100 of carbohydrates. I can't. With 40, 50 for me, for hours is, yes. is okay for me. So it's taking time. It's not one day I take nothing and the other day I take 90 grams of, of carbohydrates for of hours. So it's, a, it's an ability that needs to be trained. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do like one in the one hour, some points of refreshment. I take yes, and I think I do it. And this time I was thinking that, oh, okay, I want to go to the toilet, thank you. And when I passed from Santo Espiritu, I looked the watch and I was thinking, wow, I am really fast. Maybe I don't arrive to the finish line. And people saying me like, Maude is two minutes before me. And I say like, Maude doing your race 
for me, the goal for, was being third. For me, being third was winning the race. And all the time, Maude and I say, Maude, no problem for me. I want to finish the race because I was scared. In fact, I only do a marathon with you in Germany. So it was my second marathon. So the, the, the goal was arriving to the finish line. And before in the interviews, I say that the last 12 kilometers, I really like it because it's downhill and it's fast and it's yeah. the, the movements that I am really good in downhills, fast downhills. So I arrived like three minutes with a gap with Maude and in the last 10 kilometers of the race, I really could and maybe I was thinking one kilometer more and I can win. Maybe I don't believe too much in myself because I arrived really, really well that maybe Sarah, you can push harder, but I was only scared about don't arrive to the finish line. Of and course. people saying me, Two minutes, but like I'm going from the home thinking about, but these people is saying two minutes, but in fact it's five. And then there is the video in the live that when I do the podium, I see like 37 seconds that really in what moment 37 seconds that, oh, fuck, maybe you can push harder. But in this moment, and now I am super happy for my race because I managed really well the marathon. I am really smiling all the race in the videos, in the photos. I only smiling, saying hello to the people and looking the time that I do, like four hours 26. If you see all the Cegama times, it's a super good result. Last year in the marathon of Germany, Nienke win me for 30 minutes and the other day only for 10. So for me, it's like really good performance. Of course. Yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah. I was only Great. thinking in arrive to the finish line and don't die because when I see that I was 10 minutes under the time that I was expected I was thinking oh maybe with the public you go so fast but not I feel really well all the race wow that's awesome yeah your uh, your performance was definitely super impressive and I think Ninke did something that is uh, pretty unbelievable because as I also mentioned um you know, it was everything but easy for her to transition from a road marathon to a marathon like Zagama with so much elevation. I tried last year. I did a marathon in April and then I did Marathon du Mont Blanc in June. And it was super hard for me to transition from the roads to the trail because it's different abilities that needs to be trained. Of course, your fitness is really good, but you lack the strength and the uh, Yes, yes. Just the habit to be on the trail, to handle the up and downs, the climbs, like you don't have the power. But Ninka somehow could adapt really, really well and uh, she just crushed it. Ninka is impressionant. Yeah, yeah. In marathon, in the mountains. Yeah. She do like four hours 16, that is crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a very crazy. good time for a man. So to yes, put yes. that into perspective. Cool. So regarding the nutrition, I think you're now, you have now announced a new collaboration with Martin. Uh, yes, that that will probably happy. help you to, you know, get even more carbohydrates per hour yes. during your races. So that's, uh, that's important. Congrats. Thank you. I'm super <laughs> happy they speak me after the gamma. So yeah. Yeah. I think uh, good is a really good brand. I know it. Yeah. I taste them mm -hmm. last year and I'm super happy. Yes. Yes. It's a very good brand that invests a lot on research. So yeah, it's not just about the 
you know, the marketing and uh, there is a lot of company, of course, that make good products, but Martin, it seems to be very focused on, on the science, on uh, really helping athletes achieve their potential. So congrats. And um, let's talk a little bit about your preparation for, for the Gamma, because I think uh, it's interesting. And after all, we are... Um, like invert run, we offer a lot of coaching and a lot of training plans for, for athletes who want to improve their performance. So I think it's something interesting to talk about. Can you describe a little bit how your preparation was structured with your coach? Like when it started, um, you said you work a lot on, on your speed, for example. I saw on Strava that you did some really good flat workouts. Uh, you were training a lot on the course. So, what, like, what was it like? Um, after the marathon of Trasan Canaria, the mm -hmm. goal was this race, like three months. So, Trasan Canaria was in March, right? Yes, in the okay. first part of March. So and you, won, like and you won the marathon. Of, of, for this race. And I am a person that I am a student, so from Monday to Friday, I normally in the city because mm -hmm. I live in San Sebastian. Yes. So during the week, I really do a road and flat seasons, interval seasons, short ones, two times a week. I do intervals, one more shorter, like one kilometer intervals or four minutes, something like this, or maybe interval seasons in uphill, but in the roads, for mm -hmm. going fast, I like going fast. So I don't like to do the intervals uphill sessions in the Mondays because you can't go as fast as you can in yeah. an uphill in the road. And then I do like, yes, a more longer, like four times two kilometers, four times three kilometers, more a marathon road preparation. Yeah. We can see, but in flat also. Yeah. And this I do always like Tuesday and Thursday or something like this. And on then in the Saturday and Sunday, I try every Saturday and Sunday go to the Tegama to know the race because in the flat, everybody knows the race that is only road or in the trail, you only 400 meters. And I like to go to a race knowing the race. For example, Skyrun last year that I do a good race. I know all the race, Trasman Canaria and Gran Canaria that I do Erasmus there. I know all the race and in Tegama, mm -hmm. I know also all the race because you know then, for example, in the kilometer 20, what are you going to see? And it's easy to go to see the profile, but then maybe in the flat session, for example, in Tegama, the five kilometers flat isn't flat and it yeah. was like this. So I really like to know the races and uh, because I have mentality of the athletes. So I like to know that from here to here is like 37 minutes. From here to here, 20. And yes, I like every day I do maybe if I will do two hours of the gamma, for example, the first one hour of the training, going to the pace of the race or something like this. Or interval saying, okay, the uphill of Santo Espíritu in the race pace. Mm -hmm. So all the Saturdays and Sundays, I do like long training of two hours, three hours in Tegama. Uh, knowing that, for example, today I will go fast in the, these two uphills and things like this. And two weeks before Tegama, I do like an, until Santo Espíritu in the race pace. Um, 
taking my notes to know when I can drink and how much I have to paste. And yes, it's all normally two interval seasons in flat during mm -hmm. the week, maybe in uphill also, but in flat, we in roads. Yeah. And two seasons of trail running Saturday and Sunday day in the race. And then another two seasons of uh, 10 kilometers or one hour in the mountain, but for Easy. just for doing kilometers and one day rest is normally my week that I usually do. Good. What is your uh, approximate weekly mileage, like the volume? How many kilometers do you run per week? This year, well, these two months, normally I do like 110, 120 kilometers with 4,000 elevation, more, okay. more or less. Mm -hmm. Yes, last year, for example, it was my first year in the trail running and I wasn't used to do a lot of kilometers. And if I arrived to 100, it was like, wow, what a week. And this year yes. I started doing like 110, 120, and with a lot of elevation because last year I was in the university and it was in mountains. And the good of this year that I come to Gran Canaria and come to, I come back from my home. And for example, I know that I performance a lot in the uphill last year. In the same race that we do the Spanish championship in the uphill, this year I do six minutes better than the last year. So I know that I wow. get performance in the uphill. Also in the downhill, I am less scarred. In the flat, I'm just like last year. For example, people say, wow, what a performance in one year. And I say, I do a longer training and then I better a lot in the uphills because last year I don't have uphills at home. So it's one of the things that I think that I do a big bump in the uphills that last year I was doing. A big improvement. Yes. Yes. Cool. So I think you like to be very you know, specific with your races, with your preparation, because uh, to be like so so kind of scientific and to have everything under control, um, I I recognize that is is very useful. For example, to to do a course recognition, to know how much time you can expect from one refreshment to another, it's very important. And uh, I want to encourage anyone that has the chance to to go run on the actual course of a race to do that because it's, uh, yeah, it's crucial. Sometimes it can really make a difference between a good performance or a better performance. So that's something that I wanted to highlight. And um, talking about your, like your career uh, as an athlete so far. So you, you basically started trail running last year, right? And before that you were running no, I field after, on the road? After coronavirus, I went to a okay. race in 2020. Mm -hmm. And yes, then I started in Tarzan Canaria of the year before, but I was with COVID. And in fact, I was only training in, in flat because I live in my university. And then Oya de Nuria, the first stage of Golden Trail Series, yes. I start basically there. And I know Bill Raffles, I went to her home to train more in the mountains. And just of the last year, during this amazing year, I have been in Dolomites, I have been in Germany. And now, yes, I can train more in the mountains than the year before. So, yes, basically one hour and a half. Ooh, one year and a half is my career in the mountain running. 
but people say like, wow, in one year you are here. And I say, oh, okay, I am here, but in fact, I was in the roads, I, I am good. It's not like, oh, mountain running. No, I was good in the flat, but I think the, the difference has been that this year I have started focusing only in trail running mm-hmm. and training for this. But in flat, yeah. if I do a race now, it's similar that I do three years or two years before. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's cool. And um, talk a little bit about the experience that you had in Italy last year because you were here for, for Dolomites, I think. And then you also did a couple of... Uh, of shorter mountain Fleta races. Trail also. Yeah, Fleta Trail. Did you did you like it? Yes, amazing. <laughs> in Italy, like people love mountain running. It was yeah. like the most popular sport. I don't know. It was incredible. <laughs> on a, I think on a smaller scale. Like, sorry, I think on a smaller scale is similar to Zagama, like because the, there is a lot of public for you know being a relatively uh, not so famous race. There is a lot of people and uh, yes, the, yes. the people are very passionate. So it's a great ambience. And uh, everyone that comes to Flatter Trail, it's a, it's a 20 kilometer race in uh, Valcamonica in Malono, is super excited. Uh, there is always uh, a lot of people that comes from uh, abroad to do this race. So that's cool. And then yes, you also did then... Uh, Stellina, right? Ah, Stellina. So I yeah. remember, yes, in Italy that I say, okay, People don't know, but in Italy, people in short distance, they are incredible. In uphills, it's just amazing because, for example, we, here we in Spain, we have the Spanish short distance race, but in fact, it's only this race, the Spanish championship. Then we don't have any race of yeah. this type. So we go there, okay, and then we go to the European, and like Italy, people is in another level because you <laughs> have races of this distance every week more yeah. or less yes and we only have one in all the year so... yeah because uh, in italy there is a, a big tradition in mountain running so like short races that are usually under 20 kilometers and italy has always been very strong on that uh, historically with runners like uh, marco de gasperi antonella confortola valentina belotti a lot of good good athletes who won a lot of medals in world championship or european championship and also good like great classic of the sport that uh, some are, he- are here in italy some in switzerland germany just in the alps but then there is not really a very strong tradition in trail running because uh, italy is actually struggling a little bit with the longer distances there is not a very good level of competition in, uh, you know, above the marathon, basically. Uh, I think there is just uh, Andreas Reiter that is really competitive on uh, the international level, but it's not like Spain that is that has so many great runners like uh, Sheila Viles, Po Capel. Um, um, yeah, like so many of them. Yes, Pablo Villa. That Pablo Villa, yeah. yeah. Pablo Villa is probably the strongest yeah. Yes. And then in the short distance, but here we are. So but the, the, mon- so the and tradition was surprising is very for important. me in Italy thinking that I am okay. And then you go there and I say, okay, maybe I was thinking that I was <laughs> better than in the, the real life. Yeah. I mean, it's this, this shows how the tradition of a place 
the sport tradition of a, of a country is important because it influences how the sport develops in that country and how the level can really change depending on what the athletes tend to focus on. Because here we focus on mountain running in Spain or in other countries, they focus more on ultras or, you know, longer distances. So of course, yes. every, every event, every race has its uh, features, its peculiarities, and you have to approach them with a different training, with a different uh, background. So that's interesting. And uh, yes, for example, Cesare Maestri went mm -hmm. to Sierra Final and finished there. Yeah. And he's like, wow. Yeah. And people don't know him. And a lot of people don't know Italian people. And Italian people is super good in distance of 20, 30 kilometers. You know why? Because a lot of times Italian people, um, Italian athletes, they tend to race just in Italy. Like they don't race much internationally. Like, I think it, there is me, there is, yeah, of course, Davide Manini, a little bit Nadir Maghe, but for example, in the girls and the other guys, they don't really race in the Golden Trail Series. Now there is Andreas Reiterer for the ultra distances that is really pushing. He did well uh, in Madeira. He did well in uh, CCC last year. So yes, yes. these are the people that are really pushing the level and like, you know, you have to confront yourself with the best of the sport if you have, if you want to grow for example you came last year in the golden trail series uh, you got beat by ninke by mod but the help that helped you to to progress to become a better athlete so that's how you you basically grow if you always stay in your country if you always race the same people yeah you can improve yes. but not as much as you know going outside and uh, breaking your comfort zone There's, for example, a friend of me that lives in, in Gran Canaria. She mm -hmm. was saying me that she was super good because she win all the Gran Canaria races. But when I arrived there and I do some Gran Canaria races, she was like, wow, you win me for 20 minutes. So she was <laughs> thinking that she was good and she was training good because she was winning all the races. But when she see the reality of the life, she said, Or maybe I have to train more. Or for example, Karina Carsolio said to me this, that mm -hmm. in Mexico she win everything. And after she come to Dolomites, okay. And it was like uphill, downhill. She really do amazing race. But after when she, she inserted in all the European level, she was thinking that, wow, the European level comparing in Mexico is like crazy. Yeah, you don't really understand that until you try, of course. So that's why I always encourage people to, to sign up to the big races. One thing, because it's it's always a great experience to, to go to Zegama, to go to Sierzinal, to Marathon de Mont Blanc, to other big races where there is a lot of good athletes, amazing course, amazing ambience, a lot of people. It's just great. And then because it helps you grow as an athlete, because those are, are the experiences that uh, make a difference in, uh, in your career. So what, what is going this summer look like for you? Like, what are the plans? Now you're running uh, Marathon du Mont Blanc that is coming up on the, is it the 24th of uh, June, right? 26, Sunday 26. Of 26. Okay. So my plans will be doing Golden Trail Series mm -hmm. and I will do 
all the races are part of Norway, so I will okay. do Marathon of Mont Blanc, Sierra uh, Final, and after I will join to the American Travel. And after winning Trasran Canaria, I am invited to do one of the Spartan Trail Championship race. So mm -hmm. they asked me if I want to go to Australia. And oh, I yeah. fucking that, wow, Australia. And they say that we are going to take photos with kangaroos and delfins. And I was like, wow, this is a dream for me. So after Mont Blanc, I take plane here in Geneva and I go directly to Australia. And I will be the, there two weeks. And ah, I so will do like a short race. in July? Yes. Okay. The second. Okay. Two weeks after Mont Blanc is a short race of 30 kilometers, 500 elevation gain, also, so super fast. Mm -hmm. So yes, for me, it will be Marathon of Mont Blanc now a big goal. And after in July, I will do like a reset with Australia, with Delphins, doing <laughs> a short, fast race for being ready for Sierra Final. That yeah. Last year, I went there for the first time. I really like this race because it's fast. It's like fast. an athletism in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that you can see the watch and see the performance because it, no, so I like to see the watch and say here. And I will try to do less than three hours. I don't know. It's a big goal. It's I ambitious, but it's possible. It. Yeah. Yes, last year, my goal was doing less than three hours 10, and I mm -hmm. take it. And now that I don't know, but I perform a lot. I'm really happy. I will try to do less than three hours. It will be my goal. Yeah, I think. And I, after I want to try something in the altitude because last year in Dolomite, I really died from the altitude. So after Sierra Final, I will try to do a training camp in altitude. I don't know. I don't think about a lot of, but it's there in my mind. And going to America to enjoy America to die in the altitude and, <laughs> and we will see the races of America, how I can manage them. And after my goal will be the final. I think that I can do a good races because I normally really recover well of the races. So a stage race is good for me. Mm -hmm. And I am sad because I can't go to the world championship. I have to decide it. And I think, I don't know who will be the summit, but I will go to the Continental Series final and not to World Championship. And this will be my, my calendar, basically. Cool. And uh, how do you manage a race like uh, Marathon du Mont Blanc, for example, that you cannot just go train on the course and like <laughs> know everything? How are you going to manage I, that? In fact, maybe I will... I have the plane on, on Tuesday, but mm -hmm. I can change. And maybe I go Saturday and Sunday and Monday, I do the first half and the other half. Uh, only for C, I have to see it. I don't know. I am for... speaking with another athletes if yeah. they are going to be there, not for going alone. The first part and... is the first part is not going to be a problem. Like it's really fast. No, uh... it's only flat. And let, not really flat, but uh, fast trails, uh, a little bit similar to the first part of the Gamma, I think, until uh, kilometer maybe 16. And then it gets hard and more technical, like the elevation is, uh, is quite a lot. And yeah, it's the second part is, uh, is more important to, to check. So Yes, the, the distance will be, and the altitude will be similar to the Gamma. Mm -hmm. And just they say that it's more faster and more running yeah so i like it 
the the technical so, part is is not as technical as the gamma but there is some you know yes not very difficult and i trends, know but... that danny moreno is going to come some american athletes mm -hmm. and nana is sabrien is thinking about going to the european or coming here so yes i think there will be my rivals yeah. and i have to think about the strategy i don't think about it for the moment but yes Oh. And I like that this year will be finished in Chamonix with a lot of downhill that I really like downhill. Oh, yes. <laughs> and not finish up. So, yes. Yes. That's a, a change from the previous years. Nice. So, we got to know you a little better. We talked about the Golden Series, which our listeners should be very familiar with because we talked about a lot in the previous episodes. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Salomon team. Like, when did you join the Salomon team? What is what is it like for you to be in a team, you know, with probably the best of the sport, like Maud, there was Killian until last year, there was Emily until last year. Uh, this year you went on a training camp in Capo Verde with Courtney, with uh, Remy Bonnet, with uh, Thibaut Baronian, you know, yeah, yeah. basically legends yeah. of our sport. When that... I do my first race in Camp Frank and I do a good result and I speak to from the Instagram like, oh, hello, I think I can be good. <laughs> I, I believe myself. And saying that I win to Maite Mayora or Gisela Carrion. And after that, I start in Salomon Spine last year. And I went to Oya Nuria thinking about the Golden National Series, not Golden Gold Series. And when I finish in 11, I say, oh, amazing performance. Uh, maybe I can go to the Golden World Trade Series. And my goal was going to the European Championships that was cancelled in Portugal. So I decided yeah. to go to Dolomites and I finished top 10. So I say, okay, I have to, to follow the Golden World Trade Series. And it has been a really good year. In Salomon, they push really hard in the media, in the social in the team when we travel you know that there will be people helping you in the physio on the water points yes. or looking the hotel for all the athletes and it's not that you go alone and nothing else but because you can have the money but you have to take the car you have to look for the the hotel everything yeah it's a lot of and things yes, like, so i have the opportunity or Move to another branch that maybe they give me more money, but in Salomon, I'm super well with the media team. They push really hard in this and it's important after for more uh, partnerships, not only from Salomon, like, for example, now I am with Martin, maybe from my Instagram that I really go increasing it. And this is one of part of Salomon and then that you travel and you are a lot of with a lot of people that you are not alone and it's the problem that okay uh, you can be from ASICS you can win a lot of money but maybe you are in Cegama and you are alone all the race and this is one uh, best part so yes um Now we went to the training camp in Cabo Verde and it was crazy, amazing for <laughs> me that I was like living a dream, like being with Corney, doing a lot of kilometers, maybe too much kilometers for me. We do a lot of ultra trail runner uh, race. And main part of the, the, of the 
you like development of the shoes, development of the brass, the t-shirt, something like this. So yes, now I think I'm mean, doing a good performance and I will really, really like to be in international level next year. And I think I will, I will push for this. And yes, it's thing that I see that, for example, the other brands need a little bit more the, the family. Yeah. Because you are with Nienke, and now because it's Nienke, but in another race you are alone, and it's like, oh, you need help. And for example, your coach is coming. And for example, this year in the water points, they send a message for all the brands, not only from Salomon Aldes, that is a good detail. Because in another race, that you have to stop in all the places, and as Salomon Aldes not. And now they decided to do. Similar for all the people, and yeah. it's really good. This, yeah, yeah, it's important. The other brands, the other teams are not as structured as Salomon. Uh, with Salomon, you know, you have team managers, you have physio, you have just a lot of people helping you with the logistics of the race, with the refreshments, with just organizing everything, so you can just focus on on the performance, on running your own race, and that's important. I think other brands would have the, the money or the possibility to do that, but they haven't understood the importance of doing that. Because really, I think that if, if many brands start like professional running teams similar to Salomon or similar to, I think also Adidas Terex is doing a very good job, but not for now, not in the Golden Trail Series, but more like in the in the Ultra, in the UTMB World Series, in the yeah UTMB circuit. If more brands start to do that, our sport grows, the level grows. There is more people that get interested, more athletes coming, more media, more people talking about it. So everyone grows. We need to like join our forces, like really reunite and do that because if it's just salomon yeah it's it's great but it's not a, it's not going to make a, a big difference i think overall uh in in the sport so this is my yes. thought and it's it's great to see how salomon has changed trade running i think there are some really positive things for example the project of the golden trail World series i think is great there are some other things that are from my personal standpoint there are not always so great, but you know, everyone has his own, uh, his own approach. I would like to see just more collaboration maybe between uh, the federation, the, the brands, the circuits, because there, all, there is always this conflict between the private interests and uh, those of the federation. So those of, yeah, basically the institution that should defend the athletes and their rights. So there is always a bit of conflict of interest in that. But uh, overall, I think it's a very exciting moment for our sport because it's growing. It, there is a lot of young people like you that are really pushing and, uh, and growing. So it's, it's, it's very exciting because it's also relati relatively easy for a young athlete to find the sponsor, to find the partnership and to start being like more professional and to improve and uh, to do more experience in the sport. So it's it's great to see all that. Yes, yes. For example, now this 
Fegama after this, mm -hmm. a lot of people write to me saying that, wow, I don't know this sport and thanks that in a lot of television in the Spain, yeah. like, wow, I, I want to try it. And uh, this week have been a lot of message about this. And also mm -hmm. from Salomon Spain, they do a documental about my life. And yes, I received a lot of emails saying, wow, I see you in the mountains and I want, I want to try it. Um, to, this to do is like the important yeah. of the of the media and saying it. Tegama have been a lot of views and now a lot of people want to try it. And for example, for Martin, yeah, they contact to me and they say after Tegama that they see a lot of people seeing Akilian Jornet taking the years that that trail running is growing up a lot. Yeah. And they say it in their in their in their web page that a lot of views after Fegama only for the years and I suppose from the other things. Yeah, of course. Uh, if, if someone like Kilian sponsors a brand or goes to a race, that race gains a lot of uh, attention because Kilian has a, such a big following also on social media. is is not just known inside trail running, but is is probably the only athlete one well at least one of the few athletes of our sport that is known like worldwide even outside of our sport is just one of the best endurance athletes of all time so with Kilian uh, is basically unlike anyone anyone else so i i i totally see your point um that's cool what is i wanted to ask you what is some advice that you have for people who would like to get started with trail running from from your experience for my experience um, that for me it was easy because i trained hard also in the trail running <laughs> so people a lot of people say oh we go to the trail running to join okay it's not only join you have to train hard and it's not only go to the mountains to join, you have to do interval season, you have to train every day, it's constant training is not, ah, today I'm tired, I don't know, it's people only see that, oh, you travel a lot, or oh, you winning races, but in fact, being trail running, is being trail running 24 hours of day, you are thinking about your performance when you can't go to the parties, you have to not eating hamburgers and pizza every day, and now I am young and I am in the university life so I was in Gran Canaria from, with the Erasmus people, they go parties every day and I say okay I have to sleep because tomorrow I wake up at 7 to go to training and people like come on one day is not, nothing no. but for me it's not one day, it's like you have to do it every day yeah. so it's that you have to know that it's not training and nothing else, it's that you are at 24 hours for day and uh, being patient is not, ah, today it's nothing, the other day is super. You have to manage, to train, to recover. Be consistent, yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah. Because train, run is easy, it's only to run, but <laughs> you have to train. Yeah. Everybody can run, but if, for example, my sister, she has the qualities, but she like a lot of the party. So she can't be good because she can't, Train four days together. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Consistency is super important to, to improve as an athlete, to even to have a 
like even for someone who doesn't want to perform at the highest level, but to have fun, it's still important to be consistent because I think you enjoy it way more if you are comfortable on the trails. And in order to do that, you have to have a good fitness and to, to gain a good fitness, you have to train and be consistent and, and be patient because not every day is going to be easy. Uh, as professional elite athletes, we also have bad days. We also have races that don't go well. We have days that we struggle in training. Not every training is easy. I bet that, uh, you know, most of the times you're tired and um, you're not totally looking forward to the next interval session, for example. When things go well, it's easy, but uh, several other times things are, are more difficult, but you have to hold on and uh, and just uh, be confident because that's what, what is going to make you a good athlete. Yes. For example, in the final of the Golden, I do mm -hmm. one of the worst races in my life, but yeah. I, I still motivate it and train hard for the next season and I yeah. start really well. Was the same for me in Zagama. I mean, uh, my race was really bad, but uh, I was coming from a big injury. I still enjoyed the experience. I still managed to finish the race, so it was it was great, and uh, I still got a good lesson, I think, and that's important. All right, I think we've got to the end of our conversation. It was uh, super interesting. It was great to have you here, and uh, we wish you all the best for your season, in particular for uh, for the Marathon du Mont Blanc. Actually, I'm going to be in Chamonix next week for a training camp with, uh, with Nike. We organize yes. a training camp for, for, uh, for young people, young athletes. So we hope that uh, from there, uh, the next talent of trail running will, uh, will come from. <laughs> But uh, it's been a, a kind of a dream of mine to, to organize this training camp and uh, give back some of the things that I've learned and I received uh, from the sport. It's always good to, to grow Uh, the future and uh, the young people so thank you Sarah and uh, all the best thank you. all the best for your training we see you in Sierginal and uh, I will see you for sure in Sierginal if not before thanks thanks good everyone. luck in the European Championship for you thanks <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in for following us please feel free to share our episode on social media we would appreciate it helps you It helps us grow our audience. And uh, please go to follow Sarah Alonso on social media. I will put her Instagram handle uh, in the show notes. It's, it's a small thing, but it's actually a way to help athletes get, get more attention, more opportunities, as she also mentioned during this podcast. So it's a, it's a small thing that you can do to support us. Thank you. And uh, until next time, happy trails. Bye.